episode 276 of the morning skate brought to you by Ked and my co-host Brownie. Brownie has been taking over the women's hockey circuit here recently, getting all sorts of cool fucking interviews. We got I'm, still, I'm still without a Northeastern hat on. I see that you've moved on to Dartmouth. Oh, yeah. I got a Dartmouth hat on because they gave me a hat, Coach Carp. It's, in- <laughs> it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know. We'll talk about Northeastern further in the podcast, but I wanted to ask you this. When you were watching that graphic, of you and I, like the what do you call them, a caricature, I guess, a cartoon yeah. of us. Yeah. Was it moving towards us slowly? I uh I'm gonna be honest with you, wasn't paying attention. I can I can go back and look at that at some point, but maybe it is. Maybe we're like sneaking up on you. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But anyways, yeah. yeah. No, all good, bud. Uh glad to be back. Uh we had a nice little break. We but we did supplement with uh the interview with Northeastern's captain Alina Mueller, which was uh She's an awesome, awesome kid and a weapon on the ice. Holy shit. Pretty cool stuff, dude. People are reaching out. They fucking loved it. I I mean, I love to hear that. I have a quick question for you before we kind of, well, actually just keep going. And then I have a question for you. After that. Well, I was going to say was just the skill on her in terms of a player. There was a play last night. She threw a pass cross ice from wing to wing in the neutral zone on her backhand. It probably went up like 15 feet, but then dropped right down to, uh, her wingers, Chloe Arroyds, right into her triangle and caught her in stride. They didn't score on the play, but it was such a skilled play, and it was, like, so casual. She was skating backwards on her backhand, like, bloop. I was like, you got to be kidding. She's the cerebral assassin of women's yeah, hockey. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You calculated. I, and I have the team, they won the beanpot, so good for Yeah, them. so let's talk about that. You want to talk Northeastern hockey? Because, like, Northeastern has been fucking big. In the, I mean, they just swept the beanpot. So I don't know if you have the stats on this, but, like, how often does something like that happen? I tried to find that today, and I'm sure I could go look through um, the historic bean pots. And, I'm not you know, going to make you do that. But that's a lot. Um, I do know that this is the first time Northeastern women's has won since 2020. Um, really? Yeah. And, well, it was canceled during COVID, too, remember? That's um, right. It's a morning uh, skate bump, honestly, dude. What's that? When did you become a regular on morning skate? What year? Uh, like, I don't know. We have to look that up, but I, you know, I'm you started fucking slinging interviews and they started winning bean pots. That's, that's <laughs> um, they uh, thank you, I'll take that credit. <laughs> uh, so, somewhere, Carp is just like punching the shit out of his steering wheel, yeah, right? Oh, God damn him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they won it was their first win since 2020 and their 18th overall for the women's, which is the the most out of the four teams for the men's the men's won the night before in overtime over harvard and it was the first time northeastern beat this first time northeastern faced harvard in the final and exactly. um that kid gunner wolf fontaine whose older sister graduated last year from the women's was on the women's team yeah uh, who's now playing overseas in switzerland he had a hell of a tourney i think he had through four points in two games or something so like that. He started off at RPI because we found this kid years ago, just oh, specifically yeah? off of his name. So like, this isn't the first time we've tweeted about him or like posted pictures. He just, he has probably the coolest name in hockey, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Supposedly he's a real good kid. I've never met him. Um, It went to a shootout. I tell um, you what, dude, if I had a daughter and she came home one day and she's like, Hey, here's my boyfriend. His name's Gunner Wolf. I th- I'm thinking I, there, that's a problem. Like <laughs> That's a problem for me. Maybe, maybe he's gonna break my hand when i shake it dude like he's gonna tell me what time i can go to bed it's honor wolf come on man and what was nice is uh skyler his older sister who's graduated last year they surprised the huskies and she read the starting lineup card it's a okay. great video of her running into the locker room and the only people that knew apparently were the coaches and alina mueller the captain Cool. Which is really cool. And I I asked a serious question in this week's press conference. The previous week, uh, I asked at the very end of the press conference, like the BC, it's super stuffy, man. It's BC, right? Mm-hmm. And the BC, like sports information director, whatever her title is, she's like, all right, that's it for questions. And me and Carp had kind of like set this up. And I'm like, oh, just one more quick one, please. And I stand up. And as soon as I stood up, head coach Dave Flint just smirked. He started laughing like a little. And I'm like, uh, Adam Brownsey, morning skate. Uh, uh, quick question for you, coach. Uh, there were rumors that on beach night, if uh, 
the social media had enough retweets. You were going to go uh, guns out and board shorts behind the bench. And he just burst out laughing. And he's like, well, luckily we didn't get enough retweets. It was, <laughs> but it was, the best part of it is Delaney O'Brien, who is a saint. She's unbelievable. She's my contact that gets the press pass, mm -hmm. that gets me the parking pass, everything. She's all, it's great to my, like, oh, you know, you can interview this player, this player. She sets all that stuff up. She's fantastic. But I told her that we were, I was going to ask a funny question. As I said my name, she turned around and faced the wall. So she <laughs> so funny. You gotta hit him with a puck Mary Kill, dude. That's what that's one should be your next one. Like puck Mary Kill, waffles, pancakes, French toast. And while I bring that up, what what do you do? Waffles, pancakes, French toast. Yep. I, I have a hot take. Can I tell you mine? I'm gonna yeah, marry, right. I'm gonna marry French toast. Yep. I'm gonna puck waffles and I'm gonna kill pancakes. I'm with you on the kill pancakes. Mm -hmm. And you see, what, you see what I did the the play on words there because you can't go up there and be like Anna Brownstein, yeah. Morning right, State, right. you want to fuck a pancake? No, yeah, yeah right, right. With a puck, you know. Was well, it warm syrup? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I would uh, marry. I think I would marry French toast. Is that what and, I said? That's what I oh, said. Oh, did you say that? That's oh, then we're in agreement. All right, there you go. I love that for us. Um, anything else Northeastern? Because I know we normally have a Northeastern segment, but we're already uh, kind of talking Well, hold about on. Them. Let me let me look at my paper here. Yeah, we're already talking about it. Might as well my keep, old keep school it. papers that I have to print out. Uh, Chloe O'Rourke uh, was player of the month last month. Last month, Gwyneth Phillips was goaltender month and let up uh, two goals in two games during the Beanpot. She also won the, the uh, goaltender of the Beanpot where Maureen Murphy won the MVP. They clinched their regular season for Hockey East for the sixth time, and head coach Dave Flint hit 400 wins. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was – oh, and guest of the podcast, Taze Thompson, who when she was on, this is uh, her second bean pot in a row because she won it with Harvard last year. Casual. And now she's over here. And Great they beat picture Harvard. of her. If anyone goes on the oh, – the men, the men beat Harvard. The women played – B.C. Easy. Okay. But okay. but Taze transferred over from yep. Harvard. So she won it at Harvard and now she won it at Northeastern. And there's a great picture of her with the two fingers up holding the trophy, which is a great, great shot of her. I love that. Yeah, they play great. What a, it would a the facility is kind of a maze, but it's decent enough. But you were so high. Uh, I miss uh going to Matthews. I'd much prefer Matthews. Oldest arena in the United States. Yeah. Nailed it. Okay. Um, all right, let's just hop into it, dude. Mia Culpa's. Miss you, Mia. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpas with Cat and Brownie. If you're going to say Miss you, Mia, you should probably email her back. Playing hard to get. <laughs> I don't know if that's the move, but okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so we were talking about uh, Gaudreau and his welcome in Calgary. Uh, Matty Kachuk actually played in Calgary back in November. And he got the game time goal to send to overtime. They ended up losing in a shootout and received almost a minute and a half standing ovation. Decent. So that all depends on how you leave. Uh, the goalie for the Bruins is Linus, not Linus. Linus Olmark. Okay. No, Linus. Uh, Anders Lee was a stud football player in high school in Minnesota. He had almost 2,000 passing yards along with 1,100 rushing yards to go of 37 TDs in 10 games played. His senior year, excuse me, and was awarded the Minnesota Player of the Year. Uh, McDavid, after all that talk about the gear, remember we talked about the old gear and stuff? Yeah. During a segment where PK was interviewing him and Nate McKinnon, he was wearing his old socks with the huge holes in them. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that was just a, uh, just a, like a little like thing to get the talking about with the new gear. Uh, oh, I got a lot of shit for this, the Pronger box score. A couple of my buddies were like, yeah, because I was like, you can find anything. Like, yeah, that's how the internet works, dumbass. Google's so, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, oh, mundane tasks. I forgot these. Uh, I live in a house with uh, two women, with my sister-in-law here. It's now three. I am very proficient at shooting the hoop when I pee. And that's not putting the seat up. Yes. Got it. Uh, I'm, also very, I'm also very good at loading the dishwasher because I'm going to be real quiet. They're horrible at it, and I have to rearrange it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and when I had, uh, when I lived down south, I had a brand new home, and it was wall to wall. And I'm an excellent vacuumer, or I'm excellent at vacuum. I'm gonna toss one in there too. I yeah. try to keep my truck clean at all times. 
Oh, mine's work truck, so it's a little tricky. But, oh, yeah. but I, I try to keep it decently clean at all times. And then this last one is just a nice little thing. We talked about that piece of shit Harvard coach and how she treats the players, allegedly. Um, and I said, <clears throat> I told you how I tell uh, my graduating players that, hey, if – you know, if you go off to college and you get into some kind of situation where you can't call your parents and you need someone to talk to, you can always call me. Yep. When I said that, I had five, I think five former players reach out to me and be like, I remember when you told me that. Fucking Coach, right, dude. Love the list. Carp, Coach Carp was one of them, actually. Love to hear that. So, I mean, yeah, it's nice. Lot. I kept in, no, I keep in touch with quite a few of them. So it's nice. I like that. I can appreciate oh. that about you. There you go. All right, NHL news. Well, all-star game. Well, it's NHL news. All right. So before the podcast started, I said, I think a good pod is between 45 minutes and an hour. We took it off a couple things. I'm looking at this all-star game thing, and I think – I don't think you need to read the rosters. Okay. See, that was going to be like the only thing I was going to read. Oh, I think everyone knows the rosters. I think the other stuff's funnier. Okay. Do you want to talk? Because I didn't watch any of it. Oh, all right. I, I just, I was out on it, dude. I missed the old All-Star games with Al McKinnis and fucking Paul Correa and that shit. I don't like fucking shooting surfboards and, and dressing well, up. Just like... trying to, it's not, the game's not for you or me. It's for kids, really. The whole thing's Fuck for them. children. Fuck them, yeah. kids. Okay. Uh, so the set, they do a three on three now. Everyone knows the teams by now. Mm -hmm. uh, Central beat Pacific, and the Atlantic beat the Metro to set the first ever Central versus Atlantic final. Uh, the Atlantic took it with hometown boy Matthew Kachuk notching a hattie and winning the MVP. And they do two halves, and Linus Allmark uh, posted a shutout in the All Star game for his half, which is dude, that's pretty pretty good to do. Oh uh, some notable moments. Uh, Bo Horvat was wearing the New York Islanders logo on his sleeve, but he played for the Pacific Division because he was in as a Canuck. Uh, and they had a mic'd up Peterson was heard saying, let's go out there one last time together and hopefully connect. They got one waved off, but then they did connect for a goal. So it was a nice moment. Yeah. Um, pr prior to playing together on the same line for the All-Star game with Jack Hughes, Ovi was asked about his relationship with Sid, and he said when me and him are going to be retired, we're going to have a couple of beers together. I wonder if that response would have been different if Ovi never won a cup. 100%. It's 100%. I, I would think so. so. Like, that's the first thing I thought when I saw that. I was like, it's because he has a cup. Yeah, maybe. That's fair. Um, some of the Toronto behind-the-scenes people, I asked Mitch Marner to work in the word gator as many times as he could in, in one of the media scrums. And he, to his credit, he said it 10 times with a straight face. Mitch Marner just looks like the kid who wears board shorts and puka shell necklaces wherever he goes, dude. I'm kind of out on him. I was in on him. I thought he was cool, and he's just, um, nah. All right, fair enough. Uh, Crosby was very vocal at the games. Crosby showed a lot of personality this weekend, which yeah. is not his norm. Um, and I heard, I think it was 32 Thoughts, they were saying he's comfortable in his role as the face and the statesman of the league now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it's comfortable for him. Uh, he's saying he would prefer to go with a one through eight playoff format instead of rewards teams for the regular season. I agree with that. I think that would be much better. Just go yeah, by points. I think so, too. Um, the winning team split a million between 11 skaters and the head coach. That works out to 83 grand and change which after taxes probably works out to a cool fifty thousand. so the the thing was in florida dude is taxes taken out of that federal okay right no, so maybe it was more maybe i don't know how taxes work i mean maybe that is bad dude fucking going really quick and if you win you just get to buy yourself a brand new car like it's pretty solid yeah kachuk kachuk won a car right is the mvp and they asked him right on the ice like are you gonna keep this you're gonna give it to somebody and he's like I got like 80 people staying at my house. I have no idea. It was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. So they had what you were talking. Oh, no, this wasn't it. They had the splash shot, which was on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. Eight shooters, two from each division. Players would compete head-to-head -head and required to hit all the targets before attempting to dunk their opponents. This is this like a board for me, dude. Uh, Miko Rantanen and Kale McCarr won. Uh, one of the highlights was Crosby campaigned to be in the dunk tank. I guess he went to them, and they were like, yeah can you imagine <laughs> being like the pa or whatever whoever yeah. handles that and was like wait 
Are you seriously? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, he did it. Um, and Igor shot at the he shot at the surfboards with his goalie stick, which is pretty funny. Um, they had a pitch and puck, which was using a combo of golf and hockey shots. Four players played a par four, featuring Island Green. Lowest score wins the comp. Uh, Nick Suzuki. It was so boring, like watching hockey players play golf. And they cut. I mean, there was a lot of silence, so I'm sure they cut a lot of their chirps. Um, they had the Tendi tandem. One goalie from each division was designated the shooting goalie, and one was the in net goalie. The sh- what they did is they shot at the far net. Mm-hmm. If you got it in the little hole, that was three. If you hit the board, that was two. If you missed the net, it was nothing. And that showed if you came down a one-on-o, two-on-o, or three-on-o, mm-hmm. right? Um, the winner were Connor Hellebuck and Yossi Saros. Hellebuck actually was pretty funny prior to it. He was saying that he wanted to win. Like, he was very upfront about it. He fucking should be, dude. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Nurse hit a, a Forsberg against Shesterkin. It was a yeah. good move. There's been rumors that he let her do it, but who knows? Did you watch the video? I didn't break down the frame by frame like you probably did. All right. Uh, Faster skater was uh, Shevchenikov from Carolina. Dude, he had fucking good odds if you bet him. Because I was playing Call of Duty with a couple of my buddies, and they were talking about Faster Skater, and he was one of the people that people thought he had no chance. Well, he's so tall. Yeah. He's so tall. Uh, And Kale McCarr wiped out on the first turn. So that kind of greases. Makes it a stake, Kale. (laughs) Um. The accuracy was Brock Nelson from the Islanders, which was kind of sci- cool. a scientist, dude. That's what we but call he, him. Too. I like think he's got like five kids and they were all there. So it was good for that. Uh, what was funny, though, is in the final, it was McDavid and Brock Nelson, and they were shooting simultaneously. And everybody was so busy watching Brock, uh, so busy watching McDavid because McDavid went four for four, but he was kind of going real casual. And Brock mm-hmm. Nelson had already hit all four, and the camera was still on McDavid. And Nelson's like, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh. Sorry. Uh, that was kind of funny. Uh, Elias Peterson won the hardest shot with 103.2. He was only the fourth forward to win that. Uh, the breakaway challenge, which was won by Crosby, Ovechkin, and Ovi Jr. because they went down and tapped it back to him. They had uh, Roberto Luongo in net as a celebrity goalie. Uh, highlights were Pasternak did a Happy Gilmore uh, tribute, and he got a shout-out from Sandler on Twitter. That was probably uh, the coolest thing about the entire All Star game and the whole weekend. Adam Sandler being saying that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Adam weird. Sandler, guy. I think he's cool. Uh, Kachuk had the most skill, and he got like Brady. He got his brother involved. He got Barkov involved. A player from the Dolphins involved, but Kachuk juggled the puck on his blade all the way down the ice. Everybody yeah. else just skated down. Yeah. Uh, and then Sid and Ovi, but it was funny. Was Ovi Junior was slapping his slapping the beaver tail, calling for the puck. Yeah. Um. There were five women players taking part in the skills competition uh, from Team Canada, Sarah Nurse, Emily Clark, and Rebecca Johnston. And from Team USA was Hillary Knight and Alex Carpenter. This is my complaint about it. Is Alex, Car- Alex Carpenter, we know her. She's hopefully a future guest. We had her dad on, Bobby that's Carpenter. A, okay, that's why I'm I trying to get Alex, but she's super busy. Um, so in my opinion, the women weren't used enough. And what they should have done with them in the Tendi tandem challenge they just had just had the women do the whole thing you know what they should fucking do dude is just have the women go before the men's and put it on for a fucking half hour hour before the all-star thing starts. you could actually mix the women in the game there's no one hitting at that all-star game should be but i i get what you're saying if yeah. that's if the all-star game is where it is now then there's no reason not to do that right but. and the network cut it and only showed like two of them introduced like come on i mean do better yeah. So, yeah, so like I said, the All-Star game, as All-Star games go, they're all ridiculous. But this one is for kids. My daughter got a kick out of watching it. And, you know, with the, seeing the ponytails out there, she got a kick out of that. So there you go. Any the, the news. Uh, Mark Stone underwent back surgery. He's out indefinitely, but expect to make a full recovery. This is his second back surgery in less than a year. That's tough, man. Back suck, dude. I, were we podcasting when I hurt my back earlier this year? Like, bad? I think so. I was out for like two or three weeks, and I didn't even have to have surgery or anything. I can't even imagine what that would be like. I had a uh, buddy who hurt his back when I was living in South Carolina. He had to move into my house because it was one floor. He couldn't go up and down the stairs to his, his apartment. Dude, and the second one, and that's oh. – Nope. Uh, Logan Thompson had to leave a recent game after su- suffering a non-contact injury to his left leg, underwent an MRI, week-to-week lower body Uh Looks like the wheels are kind of falling off in Vegas. We'll see. Well, that's why they're saying that Vegas may be very active at the trade deadline. We'll see. Yeah. 
Uh, Connor McDavid's currently rocking mullet courtesy of a bet he lost with Dylan Holloway. McDavid said if the team can win six straight, then he'd sport the mullet. That's a good bet. That's the captain trying to rally the boys. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he's also the only active player with four or more 15-game point streaks in his career. That's crazy. A cheat code. This was interesting. Jared Bednar is now the Avs winningest coach in team history, 267. I thought that I would have thought Crawford had it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Kale McCarr is out for the rest of the Avs road trip. He got hit in the head by Jeff Carter the other night, and people were fucking freaking out about it. Carter was uh, – he was interviewing. He's like, I was tracking the puck the whole time, blah, 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 blah. I don't trust that Jeff Carter, dude. Ask David Krejci about it. Fuck Jeff yeah, Carter. I don't. I don't trust him. Uh, dirty, dirty flyer. The NHLPA, as if the NHL can get any more pro Boston. They named Marty <laughs> Baker, former mayor of Boston, as the new head of the NHLPA. Walsh, who currently is serving as U.S. Secretary of Labor, is expected to formally. Marty Walsh. I wrote Marty Baker. It's Marty oh, Walsh. Sorry. Yeah, Charlie Baker's the governor. My bad. My bad. Uh, he's expected to uh, be formally introduced this week for a cool three million dollar annual uh, salary. Also, he doesn't have to live in Toronto. Also. The Boston owner was like fronting his mayor, mayor, uh, mayoral. He donated to his mayoral campaign. Yeah, mayoral. mayoral. Um, so I mean that that's just. I mean, with everything going on in the league with the Boston Bruins and them signing this kid and just being the Bruins, and now you're going to bring in a new NHLPA guy who's clearly a pro Bruins guy, makes me sick. You want to know something? So uh, Marty Walsh lives in Dorchester, gorgeous house, and I was working on a house a few doors down. And me and one of the kids, he was like, that's that's Marty Walsh. He was all excited. So I'm like, yeah, go ask him for a picture. So we went over. Hey, Mary, do you mind? Uh, we take a picture. So he took a picture with us. This was like three summers ago. And every picture, he's like, go Bruins. That's like yeah. his thing. Yeah. Super Classic. nice guy. Shout out to Jimmy Hayes, the pride of Dorchester. Rest in peace. Um, And shout out to Kevin Hayes for making the All-Star game. It was a big deal in their family. That was one thing that Jimmy always wanted him to do. Yep. I was going to delete this one until I saw that he was the leading scorer. Andre Barakowski is now on yeah. the IR. Uh, leg appeared to buckle during his own entry in the first period last week against the Islanders. At least seven calendar days he's out. The Kraken, dude, the Rangers were fucking beating up on them the other night, and they just kept coming back for more. So that that's a team I, – I hate everything about Seattle, but <laughs> that's a hockey team I think that I would I would definitely support. They, they play hard. They uh, So the Kraken were the first team to beat the Bruins at the Garden this year um and the bruins play there i think next thursday they're out there be a good so, game yeah it should be a good game it's the end of an era uh, in minnesota it's been announced by ten thousand takes that uh the wild game versus colorado will be the last cup snake the guinness that's world tonight record. yeah yep the guinness world record holders 247 feet will go for a new record tonight it's a cool little thing pretty cool Yep. Speaking of not being cool, this Dalton oh, who like guy. called this older dude the N-word and then got his face caved in and then the girlfriend went to fucking step in. I respect the girlfriend jumping yeah. in. Though. The girlfriend in. did better than he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, did got fucking, him, like, dude, he got wrecked and got up and like went to do something, but he tell in his face, he's like, record scratch. I bet you're wondering how I how I showed up in this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, what's funny is this kid was having the night of his life. Did you see the video? Yeah, he was on the fucking he was on the TV like in the, the pregame TV. showing off his stupid mullet. And then he I mean you throw around the N-word in public, man. You throw in the N-word anywhere, but especially in public, you get what you get. I mean, that's the definition of fuck around and find out, right? He definitely smoked cigarettes with uh the windows rolled up in his in his fucking I don't know. What, what, <laughs> that's what's such like, a great that's such like, a great specific dig. What that's what's like a matchbox car that all those kids drive? Like the, the oh, it's like I don't know what it is now, area. but when I was younger, it'd be an IROC. That's what that yeah. fucking kid <laughs> Or he's got he's got his fucking grandfather's trans am dude. That's yeah. it. He took the restrictor played off and he's just fucking hacking darts listening to fucking Prime And it's am like it's like shit. something awful. It's like like Winston's or Parliament's too. There's nothing wrong with Winston's, dude. But he's not smoking like Marlboro Reds. You know what I no, mean? No. no, no, no. But I would put Winston right up with the Marlboro Red. The Winston yeah. Cup, people forget, dude. That was NASCAR's yeah. fucking. All right, don't forget the Parliament. I'm okay with that. <laughs> or just like those clove cigars. What a weirdo. Uh, Florida Panthers mascot got bundled by drunk Tampa Bay. You see that video? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. So uh, I have a historical reference here. My buddy Fish, who never listens to this, but he probably doesn't know what a podcast is. When we lived down the Keys, we used to go up to the Panthers game every time the Bruins were down. You know, we drive up. And uh, 
we we were we were we got the cheapest seats right and my buddy had like four beers and he's holding them in like the diamond hold you know and he's like up the stairs in the upper bowl and the panther is like running along behind him like making fun of him and i was like elbowing one of my other buddies i'm like fish is gonna punch this fucking mascot and sure enough he handed out all the beers and the mascot was still right there and he pushed him and the mascot's like oh and he was like wap wap <laughs> he gave him like a one two and uh the mascot just walked away we didn't get tossed or anything it was funny big different world back then yeah you're telling me <laughs> uh toronto placed matt murray on the ir on thursday he injured his ankle prior to a game against ottawa on january 27th hasn't played since uh he was on ice ahead of a toronto practice Figured we just talk about it. We talked about it. Oh. Um, New Jersey Devils. This is in response to uh Did article. Did you read his article? I saw I saw the headlines. No. Um oh, yeah. It was, I mean, listen, Booth's a good writer, right? And he, he's very passionate about the devils, but fuck man, get off the bath salts. Yeah, uh, Jesus Christ. 35 goals, 32 assists, 67 points in 50 games played. 1.34 points per game, pretty good. But he's 33.1% of the dot, which is around 194th in the NHL amongst all players at least 100 draws. So on high school differentials at 42, which is good until you compare him to McDavid, 51, Postback, 61, and Robertson, 58. Uh, Bergeron also has a higher goal differential at 50. Add into the fact that he put up gooses at the All-Star game while skating Crosby and Ovechkin. Then there's the eyeball test. He's skilled, but his defensive liability still shies away from contact so hard that he calls up the puck. On top of that, how are you going to be MVP with zero penalty kill time? Even 10 by Matthews has some short-handed time on ice. Maybe in a few years, but he's not ready to be in the mentions for MVP yet. Hughes is also currently out week-to-week with undisclosed upper body. Injury rumor is that he got his feelings hurt by this Brownies write-up. <laughs> I will say this. If you're going by most valuable player of their team, I think I think he's in the conversation. Well, you could make – if you're going by that metric, then you could make – I mean – Connor McDavid is always going to be the MVP. You could say you could say this year. You could say Allmark for the Bruins – Right, you could say Robertson for Dallas. I think you could put anybody in that for the Bruins, and you guys would still be a wagon. All right, but he's playing. Am I wrong? You you guys are fucking good. He he is playing well, but you could put fucking Georgiev in that for the Bruins, and you guys would be (laughs) actually. I got into this whole big Reddit thing because this Colorado fan was like, "I don't understand. I don't understand what's the difference. The team's the same as last year." And I was like, "Kadri Kemper. (laughs) Yeah, that's the team's not the same." Yeah. I channeled my inner cat. Everybody's been hurt. But uh, yeah, so listen, I appreciate Boother banging the, the drum for the hometown team, but he's his uh his love affair is misplaced. Also, shout out to my boy. I worked with this kid, Pat Cronin, and huge well, I used to work with him. Huge huge wow, huge blues fan. Oh, is that is that new Preston? He's been trying to write for a while, and I'm like, you know what, dude? Fuck it, here you go. And it's getting to the point where, and this is this is just a message to all writers, not even Preston specifically. I'm gonna bring people in that are gonna write. Like, yeah. I can't get mad that. Like, because Cronin wrote a blog about Tarasenko, and then like three days later, Preston's like, "Well, I was going to do the well." I mean, well, and and in in defense, Preston did come up with like three in no time. Yes, he did. He fucking yeah, just rattling them off. <laughs> uh, but have you have you had a chance to read Cronin's blogs? They're pretty good. They're not bad. I think I read. I think I read one of them because I was like, I was like, oh, I remember seeing it. I'm like, wait, is that Preston? And I read it. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't Preston. Yeah, so he was actually going to write a blog about Alex Ovechkin's diet back in the day when he was just eating whatever. But he texted me today and he's like, I don't think it's that appropriate. So Ovechkin's yeah, old man just passed away. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you might want to wait uh, maybe till next year. So yeah. uh, Speaking of not waiting until next year, trying to get a Stanley Cup, I think the New York Rangers are a problem for a lot of people. They went out and they got Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola. From St. Louis in exchange for Sammy Blay. Nico, M- Nico Mikola will be important. Uh, down, definitely. Going to run. So I wrote this in my blog. The last time the Rangers had six defensemen that were legit NHL defensemen was 2014, where you could say, okay, all six of these guys are pretty good. Hmm. Um, we're there now. Uh, so we gave up Sammy Blay, Hunter Skinner, conditional 2023 first and a 2024 fourth pick. The 2023rd is going to be our lowest pick out of the two picks that we have. Yep. Um, yeah, the Blues get the later of the first round pick next year if they make the playoffs this season. Then the 2024 pick becomes a third rounder. If we also they make put, the playoffs. Yeah. We also put Libor Hayek on waivers to clear space. Tarasenko's UFA at the end of the season has a stat line of 10 goals, 19 assists for 29 points in 38 games played. But he also did break his hand. And he just came back from having a broken hand. Hmm. Um, many experts think that the Tarasenko move could be begin the dismantling of the Blues prior to the deadline, which would make sense. 
But uh, it does take the Rangers out of getting Patrick Kane. They only have $94,000 cap space left. Kane said that he, uh, that was definitely one of the teams he was looking at. My question for you, you ready for it? Yep. Let's say – going to play defense on that line? Well, no. I, let's just say hypothetically, right, that Panarin and Tarasenko get paired up and they light it up. Aren't they and playing Panarin, with the Binichat? Isn't that the line? Um. The game oh, I watched, that was the three of them were skating no, together. Ryder, Zibanejad. The, I, don't I don't know. I don't remember which game I watched. We were going to record the podcast after the game, whatever it was last week. And it was, they were skating uh, Tarasenko, Zibanejad, and Panarin. And I was like, who is going to back check? <laughs> they don't need the back check when the puck's in the zone. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find where those lines are. God damn it. Yeah, Kreider was on the second line. The kids were the third line, and I remember Goudreau was on the fourth. Yeah, but I want to – I just want to – I'll read off. I mean, that. I'm sure Gallant's shuffling them around to try to see the right fit. Well, how do I not follow – there it is. Colin Stevenson, give me two seconds, pulling up Twitter. Uh, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Okay, so it's Kreider, Zibanejad, Tarasenko, Panarin, Trocek, PC. <laughs> the kid line, and then whatever. But let's just say, hypothetically speaking, this doesn't last. They put Panarin and Tarasenko on the same line. They go off at a 1.5 point per game clip, mm -hmm. right? I don't know how you do it, but I, I think everybody thinks it's a foregone conclusion that Tarasenko won't be back. But if he fucking rips it up, dude, and you can, and he's one of Panarin's buddy, like I think you kind of got to think, yeah, okay. Well, if they can make the money work, they may have to move other pieces. This could be. But the, the pieces that you'd have to move would be a Kreider or a Truba or something along those lines. Well, you could say goodbye to Lafreniere, right? Because he doesn't, he doesn't have to be re-sign him and Miller this offseason. Yeah, but would you do it? Basically, what you have to say is, is, to, is would you rather have Tarasenko or Keandre Miller? I don't know. Because that's what it boils down to, right? Miller needs to get signed this offseason, I believe. We'll figure it out, dude. You only have so much money to go around, so that's the question for you. Would you or, rather have, or you get rid of Kreider's contract or Barkley Gaudreau's who, contract? Who's going to take Kreider's contract? Scored fifty goals, dude. The Bruins probably would. They fucking love oh, that I guy for years. Hope not. Good lord. Um. Okay, Peter Forsberg has stepped onto the ice again. The forty-nine-year-old has started to play in a senior league in Switzerland. Recorded twenty points in four games played last season. Hasn't had a drop off so far this year. Pretty good. This is crazy. Rasmus Anderson got hit by a fucking car while riding a scooter. You see Jenkins tweet, dude. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. No, just fucking crazy. Glad he's okay. He's day to day. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that Rangers Flames game they had the other night was crazy with Truba just killing everybody every two seconds. But I, he, yeah, that's why you gotta give Kadri credit for this. Yeah, he hit he hit uh Kadri. Kadri's helmet flew off, and then after the game he said, Good hit. I took it like a man, got right up, dust myself off, and away you go. We played the flames on the 18th. That was a this note Saturday. that I have later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, draft eligible season comparisons, Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid. McDavid had 44 goals and 120 points in 47 games played. That's 2.55. Bedard has 43 goals, 88 points in 35 games played. That's 2.51. Come on. Sheesh. Come That's on. fucking crazy. I couldn't do that in warm-ups. <laughs> you know? no. I don't think I've ever put that many pucks in a net before. Uh, <laughs> Bo Horvat went to the Islanders. Lou Lamarello commented it's too long and too much money. Literally the day after he signed for eight years, 68 million. That's 8.85. His contract's up in 20, 30, 31. He'll be 35 years old. That's going to work out. Um, he has been buzzing with Barzell, though. Yeah, so I yeah. think that that's good that I think he's you know, got, the last like, time I think the Islanders had, had fucking really talented players. What do you have? Four what do you have? Four four goals in his first three games or something like that? He, he, he's been he's been buzzing. So yeah. This was crazy. Anton Forsberg without two to three months after he suffered two MCL sprains when and then Zach Hyman was pushed on top of him by Travis Hamanick. 30 year old with uh 11, 11 and 2 and 9.02 save percentage will not require surgery. Sprained MCLs, dude. I'm telling you right now, 30 years old is the wrong side that you're on the wrong side for MCLs. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Victor Hedman, 500th assist. He's only a 33rd defenseman to achieve that milestone. Pretty good shit. Jamie yep. Benn played in his 1,000th game. Currently has a stat line of 350 goals, 465 assists for 815 points. In 1,003 games played, 754 pims. And everybody uh, gelled their hair back when they got onto the ice. I thought oh, really? I didn't see that. That's great. Uh, Dustin Brown, uh, jersey retirement up, unveiling of a statue. 
this was wild. Uh, a company called Yume unveil, unveiled a 3D video billboard the length of a football field that shows Dustin Brown hitting a player through the glass and hoisting the Stanley Cup through the broken glass for everyone to see. The billboard also has a QBR code that leads fans to an AR experience uh, featuring and honoring the Kings legend. That's a lot did of you, for Dustin Brown. Did you see the um, any of his uh, speaking? No. I just saw a little bit of it, and he said that uh, his first game, he was 18 years old. He didn't know where he was supposed to park or anything. He didn't go underneath. He goes, I just parked in a lot and paid 20 bucks like everybody else and walked in, <laughs> which is perfect. That's just a great story. Ithaca, New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, Evgeny Malkin notches his 1,200th point in uh, 1,034 games, played along with 1,040 penalty minutes. Way more penalty minutes than I thought. Do you remember during the offseason, like I like Malkin to the Rangers was something people were talking about, and everybody's like, we don't want Malkin, all this and that. Dude, he's having a fucking year, man. Because everybody said they didn't want him. That's yeah. why he's having a year. Uh, yeah. he's, he's a fucking hell of a player. And we're going to go back to another St. Louis old school story of the week. So oh, yeah. the Blues were once called for too many men on the ice. Head coach Mike Keenan tapped Brett Hull to serve the penalty. Hull responded by telling Keenan he doesn't serve penalties. Keen again told Hull to serve the penalty, and once again, Hull said he didn't do it. The ref skated over to the bench yelling, we need someone in the box. Hull's teammates began just saying, come on, just go, Hully. Finally, Hull hopped over the boards with his chin trap unbuttoned, dragging a stick behind him, looking like a little kid as he took his time and slowly skated the box. After the penalty expired, Hull sat in the box for an extra two or three seconds while the door was opening. He finally came out just as the puck came in his direction. Hull could have had an easy breakaway, but instead just stepped over the puck, slowly skated to the bench, and in one motion, he jumped over the boards, looked right at Keenan, and said, I told you I don't serve penalties. Fucking legend. Ball bag on that guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Brett Hull, Brett Hull out of give a fucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dump and change, dude. What do you got? Uh, so Charlie Baker, this is where I got screwed up with the Marty Walsh. Charlie Baker, the former governor of Mass, uh, is set to be the new NCAA president effective as of 323. It's crazy what happens when the Patriots don't win a couple Super Bowls. All these fucking Boston dickheads are getting appointed. All these, it's insane. Uh, Beyonce at the Grammys the other night, she won her 32nd Grammy, is now the all-time leader in Grammy wins. Overrated. Uh, Overrated. 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 Um, yes. Listen, I will say this because I know it was a long bit in here, but there was a they did the history of rap at the mm -hmm. Grammys, and I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. But if you have if you enjoy rap, if you like that genre of music, mm -hmm. it's worth looking up the performance because it was it was it ranged 50 it covered 50 years. It was a little light in the West Coast, in my opinion, but um it was still really good. And Questlove, the drummer for the roots, um he is putting together a uh, two-hour documentary about the history of rap that's going to be out in August, which is the actual anniversary. So, <laughs> That'll be interesting. So pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, actress Viola Davis. You know who Viola Davis? You probably do. Heard the name. I couldn't put it to a face though. So do you watch uh, the Suicide Squad? Maybe. Was that a movie? Yes. Well, it, like, it, like the, the bad guy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Viola Davis is the black woman who got them all like i'll blow your head off if you fuck around she's the one in charge of all of them i'd have to look into it okay right. so anyway she didn't win for that but she won uh she's now the 18th person to achieve an egot she won an emmy for how to get away with murder on tv she won a grammy for the audiobook of her memoir finding me she won an oscar for the movie fences with denzel washington and a Tony, which is Broadway, for both King Headley and Fences. So good that's for her. Crazy. Yeah, wow. That's nuts. What a fucking career. Oh, yeah. And she's, I, I would say she's probably not older than like 50, maybe. I'm going to look up her picture while you keep going. So for those arguing the GOAT status, Dan Marino, who is arguably the greatest NFL quarterback to never win a Super Bowl, he played 17 years in the NFL and retired at age 38 with 452 uh, touchdowns. Tom Brady from age 33 until his retirement, 12 years, passed for more TDs, 484, than Marino did his entire career. That's insane. Yeah, TB12. Oh, did you did you know her when you looked her up? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. So in Switzerland, <coughs> apparently you can hire a clown to stalk someone for seven days. The clown will follow them around, set traps, send scary texts, and smash a pie in their face if he catches them. That's fucking crazy. So I had this in my notes to ask Alina. Mueller, right? I yeah. meant to ask her and I forgot. So I reached out to the sports information director been like, hey, weird request. Could you ask Alina? So I'm waiting to hear back. And if I see Alina on Saturday, I'll ask her myself. 
But yeah, I could not get uh, confirmation. And oh, one last thing about the Northeastern about Alina. So in the in the interview, I had her laughing so hard. She kept, she's very professional, right? Very professional. I mean, she's been in the Olympics since she was fucking fifteen years old. Right. So she kept muting herself when she was laughing. So it sounded like she was having like someone at the game last night was like, "Hey, so Alina's what? Are you saying?" Were you just laughing at your own jokes, dude? And you're blaming that? No, 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 exactly. no, no. It sounds no. like because you know I don't mute myself ever, as I burp and everything else on on this. But she, she, if you look at the video, you can see her laughing, and then she answers the question. So she was muting herself for leaning far enough back because one of the parents was like, "So does she really think through every question?" I'm like, "No, she was laughing and she muted herself. It was it was hysterical." So yeah. So, anyways, but I will I will get to the bottom of this uh, clown story in in Switzerland. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's yeah, nuts, man. Which I'm thinking it would be great here, but everybody's got guns. Yeah, that would end badly. Yeah, someone get a clown would get shot. Rightfully um, so. Clowns are horrible. We're gonna Rangers. talk Rangers. We're gonna talk Rangers here first. Um, they're fucking good. So before. <laughs> That, then that is the morning skate breakdown right there. They're pretty good. Before they got Tarasenko, they were 24 and 3. 24 and 3 in their last however many games. They've won. I think Actually, they just overtook the Bruins in the power ranking. I saw that. Yeah, but the Bruins also ha- haven't played. So I, right. maybe that's like a little bit with that. But yeah. they're outscoring <clears throat> the team since a trade 12 to 5. They've won their last five. Um, Vitaly Kratzoff demanded another trade. Just fucking pack your shit and go, dude. Like, see you. You know what's funny? Yeah, we've we've talked about this before, and I think that's part of the new age, right? Excuse me. I think that's part of the new age of players aren't happy, so they want to get traded. And listen, I watch you tell us. I'm drop some more names here. When I interviewed, yeah, but here's the thing: the new age also with the media is, oh, you have to worry about these guys' feelings. Okay, do you worry about the players' feelings, or do you cover the team? Like, are you a Rangers fan, or are you just everybody needs to be happy fan? Well, two two things that. So when I interviewed Kevin Paul Dupont, right, the longtime Bruins beat writer for the Globe, he literally we talked about DeBrusque because this was in the summer before Montgomery got here. We talked about DeBrusque, and in the old days, Harry Sinden or Glenn Sather for the Rangers, right? It would have been like, you're not playing again. As soon as you asked for a trade, you were fucking done. That's how it fucking should be. Right. Now, you talk about worry about their feelings and everything and and how you're a fan and not like a reporter or an executive. Did you see the video of, of Roger Goodell? Oh, yeah. Like bear hugging that yeah. defensive lineman for the Chiefs? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. And we even get into the Super Bowl and dump a change. But dude, fucking, it's just to me, it's just absolutely insane. Like I saw this one Rangers dude. I'm not going to mention his name because he's a fucking loser. Was like, can you imagine if you worked this hard at your job all this time and you still weren't rewarded? It's like, dude, if I was making was that a player, a player said that. No, a, a media guy. Oh, but not, not a, he's the oh, same. If the media guy saying something like, like that, that's just that's my thing, dude. I would fucking do dirty shit for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Like I, like, bro, all I gotta do is show up to the rink and practice. Hit the hit up the fucking snack bar during the game. I sign me the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Oh, they're just. This world is so fucking soft, dude. It is insane. And, and it's just, it's infuriating. They just, they, they live in a fucking fantasy world where it's part of participation trophies. That's where it all started. But, um, and then, yes, yeah, so we have Vancouver tonight. We have Calgary on Friday. What's it? 10 o'clock? Puck 10 drop? o'clock tonight. We have uh, Calgary on Friday. If you remember, the, uh, Truba was laying people out. Was that Friday? Got- that Friday or Saturday? I thought that was Saturday night. <clears throat> oh, wait, that's Saturday night. Friday night, we have the Oilers. And if you remember, the last time they played the Oilers, the right. Oilers came back and beat them, and Leon Dreisaitl smacked Truba's stick out of his hand. So I was wondering if Dreisaitl's going to be cutting across the middle. Dreisaitl's a smart player. I doubt he puts himself in a vulnerable position. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would love to see it. So, and yeah. He's not – fucking wagon. not outskating anybody. He's not super fast. The Rangers are the best team on earth right now. So that's <laughs> where we're at. They're fucking good, dude. I'm telling you, I, I – and I almost think, realistically, I think that you have to beat the Bruins twice to kind. Of, the Bruins are the best team in the league. I think you have to beat them twice to have any sort of okay. You have to do it. We we weren't able to do that, but at the same time, I'm telling you right now. Do you know when they play? Bruins Rangers? You see that in the playoffs? I think that you guys probably are going to think you're going to win, but I think there's a little thing in the back of your mind where it's like the Rangers are really fucking deep right now. That's what I would be thinking. So, 
Um, yeah. Hopefully. The Bruins play the Rangers on March 4th, 1 o'clock matinee. I hate 1 o'clock I hate matinees. matinees, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate. They always put the Rangers and Bruins on a matinee, too. Always. For the kids. And it's two huge markets. Fuck that's them why. kids, dude. Stop worrying about the goddamn kids. That's the future of the league. That's why they do it. Oh, my God. For yeah. the kids. I'm fucking over the kids, dude. So that's, that's kind of what I have for the Rangers. What do you got on the Bs? So I have all this stuff when the because the Bruins were on their bye. So I'll just buzz through it. Uh, Brick Andy Brickley took the All Star break to get total hip replacement. Apparently he's fine, doing well. Uh, they the Bruins entered the break with forty four power plays per game, with only one from a defenseman, McAvoy, which is a little bit alarming to me. But I your boy was gonna win the fucking Norris because he's so fucking good. Hampus Lindholm. Uh well, no power play say, goals. No power play goals. No, he doesn't have any. No. Okay, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> but uh the um uh they do play a five man uh five forward power play for the TV first one? unit quite a bit. Yeah. No shit. Who do you um, got? You got Bergeron, Marshan, Pasta, Krejci. Taylor Hall. Krejci. Oh. Now it's Taylor Hall because it was Jake DeBrus for the net front. Okay. They've been putting Taylor Hall. Uh NHL plus minus leaders. Lindholm's at plus 33, Grizz is at plus 31, and Pavelski's at plus 31. Dude, I saw this thing. You don't have it in here, but the other night when the Bruins were playing the Stars, Cliffy Hockey just fucking killed Oh, no, me. it's in here. It's in okay. here. It's okay. in here. Uh, Poshnok's leading the NHL in shots on goal. Bergeron leads the NHL in faceoffs. Uh, he's taking 11.45 faceoff and wins 702, 61.3%, second only to Jonathan Taves at 63.3, but Taves has taken about 400 less so far. In the overtime win against Dallas last night, Pasnak and Zaka each had two points. Connor Clifton lit up uh, Delandria. That was fucking at, sick dude. at the end of the second. But as as Delandria is in the air, is when the horn blew. Like play the whistle, bud. Oh, you are such a homer, dude. No, not even close. Oh, not watch that. Watch that again. Close. Get Fink on the phone. Oh my god, it went and then. Bam! Like that clean hard player playing to the whistle. That, I know yep. I'm all for it. I love it. I hate that Delandria kid. I think he's a fucking rat. Uh, uh, well, I'll uh, take go back to Northeastern. Taze Thompson's first game as a Husky. The the final horn went, and it was like the horn went one one thousand, and she blew up someone behind the net. That was her first game. I can't believe that you just said that he hit him before the, the buzzer. It wasn't even he close. Did. He did. It was It was right on there. But, yeah, so anyways, uh, uh, Derek Forbuck, Derek Forbuck was out there eating pucks again last night during the PK. He took a Heskinen slapper in the oh, back. Oh, my God. So in that overtime penalty, he played a minute 55 of that kill, and he had over five minutes in shorthanded time on ice during the game. Just a beast. Yeah. Um, they play the Predators Thursday. The Islanders Saturday, and then they come home for a quick tilt versus Ottawa on Monday before heading back out on the road. Strength the schedule is pretty good. I'm sure it probably has nothing to do with the new fucking NHLPA, dude. You guys are gonna be gifted games. You're gonna be playing the fucking Senators and the fucking Coyotes the whole year. <laughs> the whole fucking year. You watch and see. All right, uh, beer league roundup. <clears throat> Your boy went off last week. Oh yeah, four and four. I don't think I've had a game like that since I was like young, young. So that was fucking nice to have. Was uh, it, is this is your was your game like discos when everybody's out there on double runners and he's going end to end? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the same kind of thing. Um, but yeah, league's going pretty fucking good, dude. Trying to skate as much as possible. Today it was sixty degrees in Saratoga. Yeah, it's days like that, dude. The rollerblades about to be popping off, dude. I'm gonna get right back on those bad boys, going for a couple trail rides. Um, yeah, everything, I think everything for the most part is going pretty decent, dude. Uh, what about you? you have anything? We had a game last week and we had two games in a row. We're playing against an uh, upper level team. And there's a kid on this. Listen, there's like four kids in this team that I want to just fucking punch in the face on your team or the other no, team? No, on the other team we played. They have like three different forwards who weigh like 140 pounds and don't have any hair in their bodies and their nuts haven't dropped. And they're just like, and they're, they got up by like four or five goals and these kids are still cherry picking. I'm like, I got so fed up that I, that's how I broke my stick. I chopped it across the kid's leg and ran him into the glass. No call. The ref was just like, yeah, you're good, Brownie. I'm like, my man. But, uh, and they have a defenseman on their team who's dropped down. He, he would, he'd be. He'd be a top four defenseman in the highest level, and I'm like, "What are you doing, buddy?" He probably and, have more. He probably have more power play goals than Lindholm. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, so I broke my stick when we lost. But we we got a game tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night we have a game. So, but I got a new stick, all taped up. I transferred the feather. That was the picture I sent you. What kind of stick did you have? Uh, Warrior. Fair. I like the Warrior sticks. For me, they don't last as long. But like actually using it, like that. If I had to pick a stick, that'd be the one I'd use. I went with a Warrior, uh, and I got a slightly different curve, which I like. Uh, I, I like the look of it. And when I got it today, I was like, oh yeah. Two things I did differently. Uh, in all these interviews with the Husky players, every single one of them I talked to who are all much better hockey players than me and Coach Carp, they all do black tape on the blade. Yeah. Yeah, and you do as well. Yep. First time in my entire life I put black tape on. I think on. you're going to like it, dude. I'm glad and, we're talking about tape and sticks. Keep going, though. Okay. And I, I took your advice. I taped my stick today for tomorrow. It's all wax yeah. and everything. How do you feel? Do you feel prepared? I feel prepared as fuck. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I was so focused on the curve and the whip and everything because I got a uh, a much uh, whippier stick than normal. That, that you bought the wrong-handed stick. No, 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 no. That'd be funny. But what I did is I didn't pay any attention to the length, so it was a little short. So I had to go get an extender today and put that on. Okay. Um, but uh, it's uh, and the other thing I didn't notice it's that tacky finish which i stick. yeah i've never had that i think you're gonna like it we'll see i put so much fucking tape on the handle i'm like Phil I, I really only use grip now there was a video on um, adam fox and brady kachuk and they're on the bench and brady brady kachuk's checking out adam fox's stick and if you look you know the horn at the end of the stick was like fucking this big and he's like use a whole fucking roll of tape on that and he's like how do you hold this and he's like pinky over and he looks and he goes this is fucking weird i think barcock comes over he's like That's check this it. out yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I'll, I'll, when we hang up, I'll send you. I'll send you the picture of uh, the shaft, the tape job. I do I, the. Uh, I do a big knob, and then I twist the thing, and I do like a yep. pistol grip. Yep. And then I I do a pistol grip for like the top, maybe the top twelve inches or whatever, yep. and then I candy stripe it down to my bottom hand. Oh my god! It's a lot of tape. It's a lot of tape. Um. Yeah. Quick shout out to Sherwood. Do you remember when I bought those Sherwood sticks and I put Keter pie? Oh, I was just I was talking about you in the locker room when I broke my stick after the game. Oh, they were like, they were like, oh, you gotta get a new stick brownie. I'm like, yeah. I go, I don't know what to get. I'll have to kick around and find something. And uh, and they were like, oh, you something you to talk about in your podcast. I go, you want to talk about the podcast? I go, my fucking co-host has his goddamn name on his sticks. They're like, no way. I'm like, I flat out told him if I saw that, I would spend my entire <laughs> game trying to break it dude. i'm telling you man you have this one if this one doesn't last you should try one of the assured that i have because i i mean when i got that a while ago knock on wood but i was a natural when that happened and those things it wasn't the highest one that you could get it was like the second highest because the highest ones break so easy because they're so fucking like light and shit yeah. this thing's been automatic dude i have no complaints about it at all so nice. well sure if you're listening or warrior yeah or howie's hockey tape um dom morris heroes and zeros let's do this thing Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. I have two heroes this week. My first hero is myself. Uh, they do Chowder Fest in Saratoga where all the restaurants downtown, they make their own chowder, and you go and you spend a buck. Clam chowder? chowder? Yeah, clam chowder. Well, all different kinds, but like for the most part. Um, and, I, dude, I've been trying not to drink, but I woke up the other day and, like, I had nothing going on. I was bored and my buddies were going, like, fuck it. So I ended up getting buckled. Dude, Chowder Fest is a good time. It was a good time. Um, and I wore – What did you say? Beer tents as well? Uh, not really. It's just bar to bar. Like, all the bars do it. So, oh, okay. Um, I wore my Rangers jersey because they were playing that night. So And it was, like, nice out. It was, like, a nice where you could wear – live in New York, so – You could wear a hoodie, the Ranger jersey, a pair of jeans, good to go. And I was comfortable. I wasn't too hot, not too cold, but yeah. I was. You would not believe how many fucking Rangers fans I was running into. Like, it's, everybody's talking to me about Tarasenko, dude. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. Right, right, right. It's a kind of a hard thing to do, but I spent a majority of my day talking about the New York Rangers. So What's wrong with that? Were you handing out, hand out was, business cards? I should have, dude. I fucking should have. The next time I go out for a day drink and I wear a jersey, I'm bringing business cards and I'm giving Yeah, them. you got to hand them. I got them in the backpack when I'm at Northeastern. I'm like, oh, there you go. Absolutely. And then my other hero is Andy Strickland. Andy Strickland on the Stricken camp. Oh, Jesus Christ. Came out and uh, he said that if he had to choose one between Adam Fox and Cam McCarr, he'd pick Adam Fox. So it's nice to see that there are still people in the hockey world who have brains. So, so this was um, – that was Andy Strickland who who interviewed uh, that piece of shit's lawyer and took it all as gospel, right? 
So a real discerning fucking brain. Oh, there. Jesus, dude. <laughs> He's getting both sides. And I can't believe you're saying piece of shit. You guys were the ones who picked him. And now the NHLPA is probably Not me, buddy. Not the me. NHLPA is going to fucking have him first line center when Bergeron retires, dude. Not me, buddy. You yeah. saw my write-up. I was not, not on board. Team. I would not be surprised at all. Then I'll just do not. my quick zero. Good. So I went out this weekend. And the weekend before that, I also went out. I don't even know how this began. It was uh, because I've been trying not to like spend money or drink or anything like that. So we end up going to dinner. We we're oh, we were supposed to go bowling. Like that was the plan. We we're gonna go bowling. My buddy's like, well, let's go to this one bar, get a couple beers. So we do that. Go downtown. I'm starting to feel it. We go to dinner. I'm really feeling it. <clears throat> we go to the bowling alley. We go to the bowling alley bar for about a half hour, and we look. And I was like, we should go to Vapor. Have you ever heard of Vapor? So in Saratoga, they have a racino, and inside the racino, they have a nightclub. Wait, wait, what's a racino? Uh, racino. It's like a casino, but not like a, there's like a horse track outside, like a harness track, and then they have a casino inside. It's not like a super fancy casino. Like they have slots and like, it's not live. You can play roulette, but it's like through a computer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all the old people fucking hang out there. So there's a nightclub there and it's normally the ages between 45 and like 65. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty but I love going there. Like one of my favorite things to do is to black out and go to vapor and just dance. Like I fucking okay. love it. So I'm like, why don't we go to vapor? We ended up going to vapor. It was eighties and nineties R and B night. It was fucking incredible. Had the best time ever. I get home and I lost my wallet. Ugh. And I looked at my credit card. The last thing I had was this pizza. And I remember being at the pizza place and getting in my buddy's wife's car. And she drove me right to my house. So like I paid for the pizza, got in the car, went home. Couldn't find it for days. I'm fucking freaking out, dude. And there's nothing would you rather lose your phone or your wallet? Wallet. See, it's okay, cheaper so, to replace everything. Yeah, but your phones are expensive. I have an enhanced license. My wallet is my dad's What's old an enhanced wallet. license. I can go to Canada or Mexico. It's like a passport license kind of thing. Um, right. it's it's my dad's wallet. So I was. Oh well, when you put that into it, when it's dad, I had a note from my grandma who passed away a couple years ago. It was like a note that she. So there was a lot in there. Yeah. And I called the police department a couple times to see if somebody turned it in. The lady's like, "Yeah, somebody probably threw it away." I'm like, "Why are you fucking telling me that? Like, just like give me a little bit of hope." (laughs) So I'm at the point where if I waited one more day, I was gonna have to start getting everything. Yeah. I ripped my apartment. Like, dude, I had to clean everything back up because I fucking started throwing shit everywhere when you walk in my apartment, my couch is on the right and I keep my shoes like kind of pushed in underneath to open up some room. I'm like, I'll just check one more time. Take the shoes out. Don't see anything. As I'm putting them back, I look, and I'm like, Oh, and there it was. So for couch? four or five days, it was between my couch and my table. But for uh, like five days, I didn't have a fucking wallet. Didn't have money. It was. So <laughs> if you go out for a night, do you bring your wallet? Yeah. Why wouldn't I bring my wallet? So what I do when I go out for a night, is I have cash, ID, uh, debit or credit card, and some business cards in my front pocket, and that's it. No, I always bring my wallet. My wallet stays in the truck. But, dude, it actually probably wouldn't be a bad idea to maybe get, like, a backup wallet where it's like, if I'm going to go out and get fucked up tonight, I'm bringing this wallet. Just do a money clip and have all your important stuff or right do there. That. I think pocket. I'm going to do that. That's a genius idea, Brownie, because I was, de- dude, like. I'm a big money clip guy. I was fucking devastated. Like, actually, I. I have a money clip that if you open it up, it's the Batman logo. It looks like one of the the throwing things, and you close it. It's super tight. It's hard to get open. It's really cool. So I don't know. I think I'm going to do that, but I was a zero of the week because I spent five days looking for this, and it was literally right there. So, All right. Here's the zeros. Uh, I don't have a zero this week. Love that. Positive. I don't have a zero. That's a good week. But my hero is Michael Jordan. Okay. Did you see what he did? No. So it's his 60th birthday, 6-0, big 6-0 for for Air Jordan. He donated $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's the largest individual donation they have ever had. That's fucking cool. And people give Michael Jordan a lot of shit for being selfish, like his old famous thing when there there was some horrible thing in North Carolina. Jesse Helms, I think, was the politician, and they wanted Jordan to speak out. He's like, both parties by my shoes. And he got a lot of shit for that, I remember. Because they were like, you should take yeah. a stand, right? And he, so he gets a lot of shit in his gambling and everything else. But he did not have to do this. <coughs> I, have a, I have a zero for you. All right. But he well, let me. He, he didn't have to do this. No one was making him do it. And good on him. So Very good on him. Yeah. <coughs> Brett Favre should be your zero. Oh, what now? 
Pat McAfee, you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, the punter. He has his own show and everything. Right, right, like, right. They have to cover all things NFL. So they covered the Brett Favre thing. Every time they said it, they said the word allegedly. He got a cease and desist from Brett Favre's lawyer saying he need to take down any of Brett Favre's things. Now they're suing him for defamation. But if he said allegedly, isn't he covered? That's what he thinks. So we will It'll see just what... get tossed out. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is why I was pretty proud of you saying allegedly earlier about the Harvard thing. You Good should job. always say allegedly. Yeah. Just cover yourself. I listen to enough podcasts that I've learned that much. <laughs> All right. We have one more segment. Three stars. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Hey, Brown. So in honor of Alina Mueller, if you haven't listened to the interview, please do. It was great. She has a huge sweet tooth. I said, I commented that she's on the elf diet. Uh, like my wife. My wife's the same way. So Alina gave up sweets for January. Mm-hmm. And apparently when, when the team, like if they sweep a weekend road trip, like up to Vermont, there's always like an ice cream stop on the way home. And they had those. And she was like, I'll just have a water. so and and she told some funny stories about big time and one of the coaches that she only eats swiss chocolate and for anyone who's going to northeastern and wants to get in good with alina she cookies and cream ben and jerry's is her favorite ice cream at this time (laughs) my daughter was very excited because she loves the same flavor but um so i said in honor of alina why don't we say for our three stars Taking hockey and sex off the table, mm-hmm. what were the things, the the three things that would be the hardest for us to give up for a month? Oh, it's for a month. Yeah, right? Oh, I thought it was just for good. Um. Oh, we could well, – I no, have two. I well, one of, them, one of them's chew. I shouldn't chew anyway. It's a bad habit, but, like, th- that would be kind of tough for me. It's like a habitual thing. I get my truck, you pack a lip. Like, that's no. – you're the rank, you pack a lip. So that'd be, that'd be my third star. Do you do it when you play hockey? No, fuck no, dude. I'm not a mutant. I'm just asking. No, I can't do that. I was that because I, I when, when I played sports in high school, you didn't have to wear a mouth guard. Okay, it wasn't required. So pond I hockey, always, I can. Huh? Pond hockey, I can. Well, I always chew watermelon bubblicious. That's yeah. my thing. And and actually, Coach Carp and I were talking about that. He's and he remembered when I was his coach that I would still put a piece in before games that I was coaching too. It was one of my mm-hmm. things. And. uh I've been late to games because I like I forgot it and I've been stopping at different gas stations <laughs> trying to find it. So uh, but that's not my I think my uh my third star would be coffee. Okay. That's a good I, one. I make coffee every day. And there are many days that I go straight from coffee to beer, which is not good. Yeah. But I I'll sip a coffee all day long. And I'm hot coffee all year round. Summer we keep talking about all these stupid fucks who have no idea what the world's like, but America was founded on going from coffee to beer, and I can respect that, Brownie. Oh, there you go. Thank you. My second star is uh, <coughs> Spotify. I would struggle without having Spotify because I have a couple playlists that I listen to specifically, like when I'm in the truck or from oh, gym, my 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 road trip one I made you the road trip one, all of them. I would struggle big time if I didn't have Spotify. So I have music as an honorable mention, so I'll. I, I respect that. Is it Spotify just music or is it podcast too? Podcast too. And I, I, I Spotify specific because I have those playlists. Like I could okay. find those songs somewhere else, but like, I don't want to do that. No, I get you. So my number two star is THC because uh, I learned when my wife had COVID because she's immunocompromised, she was 10 days isolated, 10 days masked. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's immuno, so she can't fight it off because of her compromised immune system. So um, I was uh, basically a single parent, driving my daughter to and from school, making her lunch, the whole deal. So I was not, no gummies, mm-hmm. no edibles, nothing. And I got to tell you, buddy, <laughs> the first day she was out, I got fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> I did... Those full body gummies, <laughs> I fucking double dipped them and smoked. So that was 20 milligrams worth of edibles oh and God. a couple of rippers. So I, I was fucked. Yeah. And I, I do miss, I miss the THC. And I said to my sister-in-law, I'm like, this might've been the longest I've ever gone since high school without THC in my yeah. system. I've been off, I've been off the pot for a couple of weeks now and it's an adjustment. It's yeah. for sure. My number one star is my phone, dude. I use my phone for everything. Twitter. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Can I go? A lot of, yeah, a I guess I could of phone go. calls, dude. ton of FaceTimes, yeah. texting. 
I would not be able to live without my phone. At least so right that's now. a really good one. And I didn't think of that because I was going sentimental with my first one. Mm-hmm. My number one star is I wouldn't want to go 30 days without my daughter. That's fair. That's a, that's a better one than the phone, dude. But but that's like if you had to give something up like for a month, I'm not going to be like, hey, Riley, I'll see you February 1st. Right. <laughs> gonna, you know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. But a phone's a really good one because that's a sacrifice. Right. That's because it's got to be going to college, dude. Some point. Oh, it's going to be brutal. It'll be brutal. You just have to sign up for like 12 different hockey leagues. <laughs> My God, you know how old I'm going to be when she's in college? Maybe I'll be a scorekeeper. <laughs> no. But guys, that's what we had for this week's podcast. Look at uh, that, minute five. What, what, what do you, anything else? I mean, an hour five. On? Hour five, sorry. No, we got the Bruins coming up. We got the last two games this weekend for the Huskies. They away at BU and then a home at BU on Saturday. I will be in attendance. I believe the entire family is going, so that should be a fun time. Uh, hopefully, my daughter won't be shy and I can get some pictures with her with the girls because she's she talks about it whenever we leave the fucking rink, but not while we're there, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, no, that's it. Bruins. This is the they got like thirty games left. Maybe Does that sound right. That sounds right. <laughs> Yeah, ish. 25 to 32 games left. This is the home stretch right here. We'll see what happens. The trade deadline is coming. Chikrin still out there. Patty Kane, where's he going? Timo Meyer. Those are the big ones, right? Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on all that. And as always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you Oh, wait. Did you see the picture of Big Buff showed up for a beer oh, league game? Yeah, I did see that. That was sick. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, if you were skating warm ups, I'd be like, holy shit. Can you imagine Good. if he came back? Not this year, but like next year. I bet he could. Oh, how good would he be on the Bruins? How good would he be on the Bruins? Yeah, because your NHLPA guy is going to fucking be like, hey, listen, he's got to be on the bees. Perfect. Perfect. Well, God bless you, Jerome McGinley. And as a bonus, God bless you, Dustin Buffalo. (coughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you next week.